everyone, and welcome to Minute 14 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast where we take a wild trip to the 1987 John Hughes comedy, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is Sean German of the Next Scene Podcast. Welcome back to the show, Sean. Oh, yeah, thank you for having me. And, uh, well, that flight was just delayed one more time, so I think I have just enough time to uh, to stick around for one more minute. All right. Hopefully, hopefully the, the pilot will still want to you know, take a little bit more of a nap and maybe give you another minute to come back tomorrow. Also, we'll have to wait and see. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Have to wait and see how that works out. So minute 14 begins with Dell trying to find a way to comfort Neil and ends with Neil trying to book a hotel. Mm-hmm. So as we were discussing yesterday, Neil was on the phone after they landed in Wichita with his wife little bit of a you could say it's an agitated conversation <laughs> but not really <laughs> yeah the original conversation was an agitated conversation but they mm-hmm. they found a way to tone it down a little bit and make it seem like just a normal everyday type of conversation between a husband and wife who miss each other i guess so we ended yesterday's episode with dell basically pissing neil off because he starts asking him if he's having trouble on the home front and Dell's response is uh, Neil basically says the deal that's none of your business. And Neil and Dell's mm-hmm. response is, you know, the finest line a man will walk is between success at work and success at home. I've got a motto: like your work, love your wife. So Neil looks at him a little bit suspiciously when he says something like that. But Dell Dell is still very cheery. He's he's mm-hmm. doing his best. You know, he doesn't know Neil at all. Yes, they did sit on the plane for I don't know three hours next to each other or however long their, their flight turned out to be. I mean, the, the, the flight from, from New York to Chicago is supposed to be an hour and 45 minutes. So if we were to say that we're adding, a, you know, we're doubling that. So let's say it's a three hour flight, three and a half hour flight, something like that, depending, I guess, on tailwinds and stuff like that. So basically, I mean, they've spent some time together and, but they're still complete strangers. And Dell yes. is, is still in his cheery mode trying to make sure that, that Neil is okay, which, you know, you can give him a lot of credit for, for acting this way, even though it's not the normal way that people would act. So Neil then responds to him, well, I'll try to remember that. And then he changes the subject very quickly and says, what's the flight situation? So <laughs> then Dell has a great response, another Dellism. He goes, simple. There's no way on earth we're going to get out of here tonight. We have more luck playing pickup sticks with our butt cheeks than we will getting a flight out of here before daybreak. <laughs> yeah, another one of um, of Dell's saying that involves uh, anatomy, and that's another one that um, I've not heard of outside of this film. Which I mean, it's one of those, it's a great saying because you instantly know, um, you know what he's saying. It's like, well, yeah, you're you're not going to have much luck trying to pick up sticks with your butt cheeks, and so he's obviously saying there's very little or, or no chance that they're going to catch a flight, but uh, that's a, that's an odd saying, an odd turn of phrase. Yeah, exactly. Do, do you know the origin of the game pickup sticks? I do not. Okay. So it's so originally going to tell me though. Yeah, I'm going to, it's originally a Chinese game and it came to the West in 1850 in Germany. And basically the sticks have been made of so many different things. You can play with, with ivory, bone, wood, bamboo, straw, reed, rush yarrow or plastic six sticks there are various forms of the game basically you have a group of sticks that you drop 
in a pile and you need to remove one stick at a time without moving any other sticks. That's basically, so it, the, I never knew this. The, the name of the common game of pickup sticks is called Mikado. Oh, never heard, never heard that name before. So it, it's pretty know. interesting. Yeah. And sometimes you have games that have different colored sticks that are worth different number of points and things like that. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting phrase. It's very descriptive. <laughs> There's no question about that. If you know, if you know what pickup sticks is, it's a very, very descriptive explanation. So yeah. he, he does, he does a nice job, a job of doing that. Now he also says that we'll never get out of here before daybreak. So on the 25th of November, 1987, sunrise in Wichita was at 6.51. That's, uh, I guess, a, a normal hour in, in November for one to, they're, they're probably not having flights go out of that hour anyway. Mm -hmm. But Neil, for some reason, still seems confident in the airline because he, he basically says, well, I guess we'll find out soon enough. So Dell's response is, yeah, but by the time the airline cancels this flight, which they will sooner or later, You'd have more of a more of a chance to find a three legged ballerina <laughs> than you would <laughs> to find a hotel room. <laughs> so again, a very interesting phrase, not one that anyone would would particularly use. Now, I I didn't do any research on three legged ballerinas. I I tried finding <laughs> what that means, but I, I couldn't find it. So I decided just to, you know, I I, I didn't spend too much time trying to get into that. So the mm -hmm. airport in Wichita was known at the time as the Mid-Central Airport. Mm -hmm. In 2014, they actually changed the name to the Dwight D. Eisenhower Airport because Dwight Eisenhower was the only president born in Kansas. So they named the, the airport in Wichita after him. So I also did a little bit of a search to see how many hotels they have in the vicinity. Because if Dell is saying that you're going to have trouble finding a hotel... So how far away are they? What do you think? Any guess? Uh, no, I don't guess. I don't know. Right. So I, I, I did a quick search and I was able to find 20 hotels or motels that are within striking distance of the airport. And that's yeah. today. You know, 35 years ago, that, that number would probably be uh, a bit different. So Neil, Neil says, uh, you're saying I could be stuck in Wichita? And Dell's response is, <laughs> I'm saying you are stuck in Wichita. You are stuck in Wichita. <laughs> Yeah. you're not getting out of here so easily right we continue to get this this contrast and i guess it's i don't know how often neil travels being in marketing i mean certainly he's traveling for business in this case but they kind of continue to just the the um the contrast between just the the road dog the experienced travel traveler that that dell is versus neil who just seems to have no idea what to do or what's going on unless you, you know, kind of deliver it on a silver platter. Like, oh, here's the flight or here's the hotel. He's got – he's not working the system. He's not working the phones. He doesn't really know what to do. Whereas, uh, you know, fortunately, hey, it's a good thing that uh, that Neil's hooked up with Dell. It certainly doesn't – he doesn't feel fortunate at this point, yeah. certainly. No, but uh, It's going to take know, a few days Dell, <laughs> Dell knows the ways of the road. He knows yeah. how these things work. No question about that. And then uh, the shot changes, and we we see a man standing with a microphone, and that man is Ben Stein. The great Ben Stein. Well, yeah, it's Ben Stein. We'll just say 
It's Ben Stark, exactly. He has uh, 50, yeah. 50 TV credits, 23 movie credits. He's in two John Hughes movies, this one and the one that he's probably the most famous for, Ferris Bueller's Dale, right. where he says Bueller, Bueller. You know, he was a speechwriter for both uh, Presidents Nixon and Ford. He was classmates in high school with Goldie Hawn, Sylvester Stallone, and Carl Bernstein. Hmm. So that's yeah. pretty interesting. He was a newspaper columnist. He's written 16 books. Seven of them are novels and nine of them are nonfictions. And he was also a screenwriter for both movies and TV. So he plays the, the ticket agent and he basically says, ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? I'm sorry to announce that we're canceling flight 909 due to severe weather in Chicago. And I now, thought that was interesting because we saw that was the flight number when we saw the, the, the board in O'Hare where all the flights came up as delayed. Mm -hmm. We saw that flight 909 from LaGuardia to O'Hare. Now, if that if that's the flight that Neil and Dell were on, so maybe the original tension was they get on that same plane to continue on to Chicago, but wouldn't it have a different would it have a different flight number? Not necessarily. If it's, if, it's a if it's a continuation of the same flight, basically, if they're, if 909 lands in Wichita and then everyone gets up from Wichita and goes on the same plane with the same pilots back to Chicago. So it still is the same flight. It's not a new flight. So that, okay. that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Now, did okay. you notice, did you notice behind him, we, we have the sign that, that, you know, says the flight number and, and the departure, and then it says destination. Do you see what it says there? Nowhere. That's right. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of those things I only picked up having, after having seen the film many, many times. Yeah, for sure. That, uh... <laughs> right. Yeah. And... Under departs, delayed and destination. Nowhere. Exactly. <laughs> and then we, we get a shot of people sitting and waiting for the plane. We see a mother and two children sitting next to her. And then we see an empty seat. And next to that empty seat is what you were talking about there yesterday. We get yeah. we get Dell's hat, Dell's jacket, Dell's briefcase, and his sports bag. Obviously the trunk must still be on the plane. So sure. I, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> Now, what, what I love about Ben Stein's performance here is, is when he says it's been canceled, he gives like a huge smile. <laughs> He's basically <laughs> saying, I'm about to go home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just to be cruel, because it's, you know, it's if, if you've, if you know Ben Stein and particularly from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, he's got very monotone, very uh, unemotional delivery. Which is probably why you know most of his uh, you know, speech and acting work is you know to be known for that. And so it's very flat, unemotional that he's you know ruining all these people's evening, and yeah. then just gives that grin at the end. And like you said, yeah, I mean he's not stuck at the airport. He's yeah, he's just going to go home. It's the end of the day for him. <laughs> exactly. So basically, I I wanted to check how long of a flight it is from JFK to Eisenhower. So what I was able to find is that if you were to fly directly, it's a three hour and four minute flight because it's 1,283 miles between the two. Now, in, 2000, in 2022, there are no direct flights between these two cities. You have to go either via Atlanta or Chicago, Dallas, Charlotte, Washington. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So based on the fact that it's a time difference, 
time zone difference. So the time zone, it's an hour difference. So if the plane, let's say the plane took off at eight and then they have a three hour flight. So that's 11. And then, so that would mean that they would get to Wichita at 10 o'clock local time. So Neil's wife theoretically is already asleep at, at 10 o'clock or let's mm -hmm. even, let's even say it's an hour later. So it's, you know, they, they get there at 11 o'clock, Wichita time, Chicago time. So she's sleeping at that point or whatever. I wonder if the, if the airline at that point would still want to send out a flight at 11 o'clock at night back to O'Hare because it's going to be another hour, hour and a half flight. Right. Yeah. You know, you'd right. think at this point they would, they would just delay it, but then they would actually have to pay for everybody to stay in a hotel. So maybe they don't want to do that. They don't, they don't want, you know, to, to have to go through Sean's story from the other day again. <laughs> yeah. Well, then there's, there's the whole thing of, uh, when it comes to pilots, like they can only work a certain number of hours right. and that includes waiting time and, and delays and everything. So, um, you know, at this point, if this was, even if it was just the beginning of the day for the pilots, you know, they were, I guess, you know, like a night shift thing where they were just starting with the flight from New York. Um, you know, they've been, you know, the, the, the pilots and the flight crew and everything yeah. else, they've been along with all these delays and everything else. Um, are they going to, you know, do they still have hours to do that flight from Wichita to Chicago? Right. Uh, exactly. So yeah. Were they, yeah. So even aside from the weather, there's questions over, over whether this flight was going to happen right. that night. Yeah, well, maybe they would switch the flight crew or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Right. So I, I actually wanted to, to look up to see what happens. I can only find the information as of 2022. What happens if, you're, mm -hmm. you're, if your flight is canceled? Right. So basically what I found was if your flight gets canceled by the airline, you're entitled to receive either a full ticket refund or a new flight. If the flight is canceled after you've already arrived at the airport, you're also entitled to CARE. CARE includes two free phone calls, fax machines, or emails, as well as refreshments in a reasonable relation to the waiting time and hotel accommodation when the cancellation necessitates an overnight stay. Mm -hmm. Okay. In, in addition to getting ticket refund and CARE, there are certain, certain circumstances under which an air passenger may also be entitled to compensation for a canceled flight. So one is if they notify you 14 days before, which obviously is not the case here. And the other one is right. if, if the airline could have avoided the cancellation, had they undertaken all reasonable measures, which again is not connected here. And then in some cases, if it's not possible for an airline to notify passengers about a cancellation well enough in advance and it's and the, and the flight is canceled on short notice. When this happens, you have to look at why the, the flight was actually canceled in order to make a compensation claim, the airline has to be responsible for the cause of cancellation. So flights canceled due to technical problems fall into that category because air, aircraft maintenance is inherent to an mm -hmm. airline's daily operations. But if you're talking about things that are not the fault of the airline, for instance, weather, weather a snowstorm. Yeah, exactly. So the airlines then can show that they, they took reasonable measures to prevent the cancellation from occurring, but it was beyond their control. So, yeah. Now, here's something that I found very interesting because of COVID, which we're all dealing with now. So ever since the Delta and Omicron variant have come about, there were, there were more than 18,000 canceled flights during the holiday season between December 24th, 2021 and January 3rd. Mm -hmm. which is, it's amazing. They canceled 18,000 flights in that period of just a week. 
And we're talking just, you know, not that long ago. So I found that to be pretty interesting. So basically the two of them at this point, you know, we, we see Dell, Dell stuff on the, the next to the chair. You also see a whole bunch of newspapers strewn on the ground, which in JFK or LaGuardia or wherever they were before, we saw that also around Dell. Mm -hmm. So Dell has, it seems that Dell is, is ha, likes to read the newspaper and just throw it on the floor after he's finished reading it. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. And then we get to see Neil on the phone trying to, to get himself a hotel. And he says, hi, I was wondering if you had any rooms available for tonight. And he goes, anything, anything will do. And then we hear the, the voice of someone on the other end saying, no, I'm sorry. And he says, all right. And he hangs up the phone. So that's pretty much the way that this minute ends. We basically are able to see the way that Neil and Dell deal with these type of situations very differently. Now, the thing I found interesting is you see Neil on the phone and you see Dell standing in the back of the line looking around. Like, why is he looking? At, I mean, we, we anyone who's seen the movie knows what happens, to, you know. So why is it? He's like waiting for right. Neil. So I, I thought that was pretty uh, interesting to, to look at. Yeah. So is, I mean, is Dell kind of a, you know, a guardian angel figure at this point? Because we see... I mean, up at this point, it's just been kind of coincidence, happenstance that they, you know, they they were, they, you know, they had the the um, the incidents with the cab in Manhattan, and then they happened to end up sitting next sitting next to each other in the plane, like it's just kind of coincidence. But like you said here, as as we're going to learn soon, Dell has a hotel, so he's not in yeah. line for the phone here. He's made arrangements already. Um, he does seem to be. I mean, kind of the only real explanation is he's specifically waiting here for Neil, kind of with the expectation that Neil's not going to be able to get a room and then Dell's going to be there yeah. to save the day. Completely. All right. You have anything else for, for this minute? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's about it. I think we, you know, we, we've covered minute 14. Right. Okay. So now we'll talk about the script. There are a few yeah. minor discrepancies. There aren't that, that many at this point. Basically, Dell's response to Neil, when Neil says to him, I don't think that's any of your concern. So Dell's response is, is probably not, but I thought you might want to air some feelings. And Neil mm -hmm. responds, uh, I don't. <laughs> and then a little bit later on, Neil mentions that there are other airlines, because when Dell mentions the fact that their flight is going to get canceled, he says, well, why don't we just try on another airline? And Dell then explains to him that once one airline cancels the chances are that most of them are going to he has a nice little uh he goes one goes belly up the others are sure to follow i may not know the price of eggs in sweden but i know the u.s air transport system when you waylay to wichita and run to chicago you're up the creek i'd venture to say old man winters busting records in chicago right now <laughs> and once again after that neil says i know wichita i know airlines i know the hotel scene they don't start diverting flights here and you don't book a room you're looking at a couple nights on a dirty floor. So basically, once again, Dell is showing how much he knows about travel. As as you mentioned, I think it was earlier today or maybe it was yesterday, mm -hmm. the fact that, that you can see the contrast between the two of them. The two of them look at this type of situation in very, very different ways. Yeah. Now, I've seen these. I've, I've been in airports, and I've seen where they have these banks of – 
uh, phones that it looks like it's you know like a, I guess a direct connection to to hotels. Have you ever have you ever tried to use these phones? Have you ever no I, accommodations? I, I, no, this way? I'm I'm familiar with them, but I've never done that. No. Yeah, because you I usually don't like get a... somewhere. I usually don't get somewhere where I'm looking for a place to go. I already know where I'm going. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. Usually. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I'm e- either for business or vacation for for pleasure, would would have made these arrangements ahead of time where I'm staying and where I'm going and all yeah. that. This seems like the only time these you know this kind of phone would get a big workout is if. Um, yeah, you know, a flight's delayed. You're suddenly in a city that you weren't planning on, and you've got to make last minute accommodations. And um, then you're kind of in the the position that Neil is in, where if you're not one of the first to get there, yeah, um, you know, it's your if, if you know the the whole flight was delayed, so you've got a whole plane full of people that are all looking for hotel rooms at the same time. Yeah. And if you're not at, towards the front of that line, um, you're in for a a, a very cold <laughs> night on the floor. <laughs> yep, you're in for a cold night in the floor, as, as Dell might say. Exactly. All right, so every day we, we have our little segment off the beaten track where either myself or my guest tell a little story about some adventure or misadventure that may have happened to them along the way. So, John, yeah. why don't you tell us another one of your stories? Um, sure, I could tell you about a, a misadventure that uh, found me in a position similar to Neil where I was having trouble finding a hotel room. And unfortunately I did not have, um, I did not have Adele with me to help me out. But, uh, so I was in, in college, I went to college, uh, in Texas, in, in Arlington, Texas. And, uh, and, uh, I was in a distance relationship at the time. I had a girlfriend that was going to school in, uh, in New Jersey and she had flown down for spring break. And I'm like, well, let's go, Let's go to Austin. Let's go to Austin, Texas, which I where I'd never been before. I've actually I, been there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm not much of a planner sometimes. So I'm like, you know what? It's a couple hours drive. We'll jump in the car. We'll go down to Austin. We'll grab a hotel room. We'll hang out. And I'm thinking there's not gonna, there's not going to be much going on. I mean, I know, um, you know, there's like the University of Texas in Austin, like that's a big school. But again, it was, it was spring break. I figure school's out. There's not going to be a lot going on. We come into town and it's crazy. I mean, we go, we're kind of in the downtown area where all the bars and restaurants are and just, there's lines, there's people joints jumping. I'm like, Oh wow, this city's really happening. So we go out, we have our evening and then it's okay. Well now it's time. We need to find a hotel room. Um, well, there were a few things I didn't know uh, about Austin and that particular week and, and that weekend. One thing I didn't know is that it was, um, um, it, it, I guess it was mid-March, that one of the early rounds of the NCAA basketball tournament Ooh. was being hosted <laughs> at the University of Texas in, in Austin uh, during that time. Um I also didn't know uh, there was another NCAA championship going on at the same time. The swimming championships, the national uh, swimming championships were also happening in Austin uh, that weekend or or that week. And everywhere I go, I keep seeing this thing SXSW and we're calling around, we're driving around, we're going to hotels. And again, this is uh, I'm old. Um, so this is before there's the internet where we could just look up, you know, we can't just go to Expedia on a smartphone and, and 
look up accommodations that way. Um, we're calling around, we're driving around, like we just cannot find, uh, you know, there's no vacancy. We cannot find a hotel room. Eventually, I don't know how we did it. We, we, we get lucky. We managed to get like the last room. Um, we ended up with like a suite with a, a jacuzzi or hot tub in the room, Ooh. which is not what we wanted. Like we were looking, we were planning <laughs> on like, oh, we're going to spend most of our time out on the town. We're not going to be spending a lot of time in the hotel room. Basically, we just needed a, a place to sleep. Uh, ended up spending more than, you know, than I wanted for a room that was more than I wanted. But it was, uh, you know, basically, I pro we probably got the last hotel room, uh, you know, available in Austin. And, you know, go in the room, there's like, uh, you know, there's the, the the magazine, the hotel magazine on stuff to do in town. And there's this SXSW thing. I'm like, what the heck? What is SXSW? Um, and listeners are probably screaming at their, um, you know, their phone or their MP3 player, wherever, you know, wherever you're listening. Um, that's South by Southwest, which is <laughs> it's, it's a lot bigger now than it was. I think now it's become like a, it's almost become like, you know, San Diego Comic Con, where it's like a, a you know, general pop culture festival where, you know, uh, you know, filmmakers come to debut new films. And uh, but at, at the time it was mainly music, but it's this huge kind of music indie festival. So, yeah, so we had you had the NCAA basketball tournament, you had the swimming championships and you had this massive uh, music and pop culture festival all happening that week. And that just happened to be the same week where I decided to show up without any reservations, <laughs> without any plans. And you and you were still able to get a get a room. That's what's important. And I was still able to get a room. Now it, it yeah, we, we, we spent I I don't remember how long. I mean, we spent a considerable amount of time making phone calls and, and driving around the city trying to find a hotel. Uh, eventually it worked out. <laughs> okay. But uh yeah, I think that was the point where I'm like you know what, maybe I need to make plans. <laughs> I need to think things through a little <laughs> bit more and not just show up. Because again, I thought it's, you know, I figure, oh, it's spring break. Everyone from UT Austin is just going to go home. I kind of expected it to be pretty, like a pretty dead low key, uh, you know, a couple of days in the city. And it turned out to be <laughs> absolutely nuts. But uh, yeah, you know, it, it, it took a little more legwork than I expected, but we were able to get a hotel room and uh, we ended up we did have uh, we did have a good time in Austin and it's, it's a great city. I encourage people to visit if um, if you're into that good thing. Good, good food, lots of good music, a lot going on. <laughs> and uh, once again, I have a story that ended up uh, did have a happy ending. All right. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to tell people once again how they can get in touch with you? Uh, once again, you can find me at nextscenepod.com where I do Next Scene Podcast. We're taking on pop culture one scene at a time. And uh, as as Movie Rob mentioned earlier in the week, we do uh, one thing we do every year is we do a holiday special. And a couple of years ago, we did Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Uh, what a surprise. To celebrate Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, we did it differently. Like we, we, um, we did it what we did it one day at a time. The, 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 the three days that Neil and Dell are on the road. And then we did a special episode. If you want to dig into um, that deleted scene with, with Bill Irwin on the plane, we did a fourth episode on the plane. So I think, um, I think it's a good compliment. I think we, we, we probably maybe covered some things that you won't get to, but we certainly did not go into as much detail. So if, if you know me from that um, and you've been listening to this, you should continue to listen. Cause I know there's going to be a lot more detail in, in the minute by minute breakdown um, we also did Home Alone uh, as one of our, our holiday specials in a different year. So uh, another John 
Hughes connection there. So uh, yeah, check that out. Again, it's at nextscenepod.com and at nextscenepod on the social media. Excellent. And while you're doing that, you can go re- review and subscribe on any podcast podcatcher they might be using to listen to this show. And just uh, to find me, you just can find Movie Rob Minute on Facebook, on Twitter, go to our website. And until tomorrow, you're fine. You're fine.